0: What'd he say? Of course, we're talking about Jesus. Um, All right, it's John chapter 5. Let me turn over there real quick. All right. Do you remember what happened? Somebody sum up the first part of John chapter 5. What were we talking about last week? Showing his authority. Right. What'd he do? He, he healed the he healed the man that was lame at the pool of Bethesda. And uh, the guy was walking around with his mat, and all of a sudden, they hit him up. Go ahead, tell me, who said that? Go ahead, what happened? <laughs> right, he was breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> That's right. And then from that moment, it said the Jews tried to kill him or sought to be killing him because he was... It says two things. The last verse we looked at was verse 18. It said... uh, It said, therefore the Jews sought more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father making himself equal to God. And the rest of this chapter is going to be just Jesus speaking and he's going to be making his case. He's going to be showing us that he is equal with the father, that he is God in human flesh. He's going to be using, using things that only God could say. No creature could say any of the things that Jesus is about to say and then t- next week, I guess, because we're not going to have enough time this week, we're going to look at the very last part of the chapter where Jesus brings out the evidence that he is who he says he is. So the two things I want you to see before we get down into it is that that uh, Jesus, as he was standing there, I mean, He's a, he was, if you looked at him, he looked just like a man, just looked just like you or me or anybody else. And he was making these claims that I have the power that God has. The two things that he says in this passage is I am the one who grants eternal life and raises the dead. I'm the one who gives life. That was something only God could do. And I am the one who judges, who gets life and who gets death. That's what he was saying. Only something God can do. I am the one who gives life and I am the one who decides who goes to heaven, who goes to hell. Okay. That's basically what he's going to say. And for the, for the people listening to him. This would have blown their mind because only God has the power to forgive sin. Only God has the power to impart life. Only God has the power to raise the dead. Only God is is the judge of all the universe, judge of all the world to do right. So let's start and just read the first few verses starting in 19. And we'll see where we go. It says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, which means, it, it says, Amen, Amen, which means you best listen to what I'm thinking to tell you because it is shown enough true. That's the that's the West Tennessee version of verily, verily. Listen up because what I'm fin to tell you is true. I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise okay now it gets a little confusing as we watch the you know the the words going back and forth um it says for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself that himself doeth and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel in those two verses what is jesus saying Not all at once. Please take your take turns. I can't hear because everybody's yelling. Those two verses. Alright, let's let's whoops. Let's read it again. Then Jesus answered, he said, Very, verily I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. What is he saying right there? Yeah, the son is doing what he sees his father doing. Is it a is it a an attack on the fact that Jesus is fixing to say I am equal with the Father to say that I do nothing of myself? Huh. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Let me not ask you a question. Let me just tell you. Will that be better? Okay. Huh. It, yeah, okay. You won't have to think. All right. It's early. All right. You remember the doctrine of the Trinity that we talked about? Yeah. There are God, how many gods are there? One, one God, right? And how has God revealed himself? Three. How many persons? Three. Three persons in the one God. Okay. If you weren't here for the Trinity deal, it's online. Go listen to it. com. Okay. And, uh, the son, his role is to do what? Do the father's will. To come and die for the sins of mankind. To reveal the father. To reveal who God is. So when the son says, I am perfectly obedient to my father, does that mean that he is less God than the father? No, that's his role. That's his role. That's who he is. That is who he is. And so what he's doing here, the Jews are looking at him and they're saying, you have violated God's law by healing this man on the Sabbath. You have taken God's law and trampled it through the mud and you have violated it. And therefore, you have done wrong. You're a heathen. You shouldn't be teaching. You shouldn't be doing all this thing. And Jesus looks at him and he says, no, I've done exactly what I was supposed to do in obedience with my Father. You see what he's saying? And so he's saying basically it's kind of like a backhanded a backhanded slap going no no I'm the one that's doing God's will you're the ones that are messing around with all these all these laws and stuff he says because you don't understand the relationship that I share with my father it says because just like any back then you didn't go to school and learn a, a trade or whatever you your father it, you did his trade he took you in as his apprentice and you learned his deal and so Jesus said I'm only doing what I see my father doing? You've imposed all these rules about the Sabbath, about what we can do and what we can't do, but I'm learning from my father. I'm learning from God. I'm learning from my father what he's doing. He does good on the Sabbath, I do good on the Sabbath. He heals on the Sabbath. He keeps the universe from spinning out of control. He's working on the Sabbath, therefore I'm working on the Sabbath. And so when he's, he's going to use this language of father and son over and over and over and over and over again, and we just saw in verse 18, it was this language that the Jews were uh, they were upset about. He says he called himself the son of God, making himself equal with God. So there's no confusion to... To, in their minds as to what he was saying it says last part of 19 for what things soever he doeth oh my god the father these also do the son and here's why it says because the father loves the son and showeth him all things that himself doeth and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel he said you think this is crazy you think this is y'all are y'all are upset and wondering about the things that i'm doing about me healing this guy on the sabbath you Ain't seen nothing yet. I'm gonna do all kinds of things, and then he spells out what he's gonna do. Verse 22, uh, verse 21, he says, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickens them, that word quicken means to give life, to give life as he quickens them, quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth or gives life. To whom he will. Now, do you see the authority Jesus is claiming for himself? He says, in the same way that the Father gives life. Now, can you give life? Can any of us give life? I spent all week praying with people. And part of, you know, you go in and you just find yourself praying the same things about different situations and stuff like that. And the one thing I kept, it just kept popping in my mind was if you're a doctor or a nurse, you can open somebody up and you can take stuff out and you can put stuff in. But eventually you just got to sew it up and hope it heals. You know what I mean? You just got to... So, really, all healing to give life is not within our power. To raise the dead is surely not within our power. I, uh, we, uh, you know, I often laugh about the the, the guys that have the, the power to heal and raise the dead by punching somebody in the face or slapping them in the head, you know, and <laughs> knocking them on the floor and they're shaking and doing all that kind of stuff. And what tickles me is they're always like in the Coliseum. You know, you pay 15 bucks and you can come on in and see me. Heal. They're never at like, okay. Let's go to the hospital. Let's go room to room, and we'll heal this one, then we'll heal that one. And the, see, it's never like that. It's always like, it's always at the Colosseum or at the pyramid or at the FedEx Forum or something like that. And the healing in the Bible has never been violent. It's been basically spoken. Yeah. In to or touched. You? Right. Slap them in the head and knock them out. That's right. But the point is that Jesus here is claiming the authority of God himself. Now, can you imagine? Put yourself in their position. Now, we know it's true. And you've heard it probably all your life, especially since you've been saved, you've been coming to church, you've been hearing it preached. And put yourself in their position. Now these are monotheistic Jews. They believe there is only one God, there's not bunches of gods, and God is way up there somewhere. He's our creator, he's our father, he chose us to be his people, and here we are. And then all of a sudden this guy comes on the scene, he says, Hey, me and God, we we both give life. We both judge. We both we both forgive sins. You know? He's like, he's claiming the authority of God Himself. You can imagine what they were thinking. They were like, ooh. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> probably so, probably so. Now they there were there were segments of the population, there there was the, the teachings about the Messiah that would come, but there was no unified there was no unified belief about exactly who he would be or what he would do. Some over here thought he would be a political, you know, he'd throw out the Romans and all that. Some over here thought he would be God incarnate, some over here thought he would just be a prophet, a messenger of God. You know, so there was there was lots of talk about the messiah and there were lots of people claiming to be the messiah both before and after jesus There were people coming saying i'm the messiah y'all follow me and and it would fizzle out or they would get killed or whatever And then there'd be another one and another one another one. And so here comes this man saying I'm doing what I see my father doing and he says and just as the father gives life and raises the dead So too I give life and I raise the dead Okay, and you can see how just crazy it would have sounded. It would have sounded to them. Now, of course, Jesus, he's going to give the evidence at the end. He's going to say, my father testifies of me. The works that I do testify of me. The, he's going to do all that. But right now, he's just giving the dialogue. So it says that the son, just like the father, gives life. And it says, verse 21 at the end, it says, notice that even so the son quickeneth or gives life to whom he will. You understand what he's saying there? He's not just saying, now the father tells me to give life over here and I give life over here. The father tells me to give life over here and I give, I'm just a prophet walking around doing what the father, no, he says, look, I give life to whom I will. He's claiming authority, not just the power to give life, but the authority to decide who gets life and who doesn't get life. You see that? Everybody with me? So he, this is not just him claiming, hey, God has given me an awesome power. It's him claiming I have the authority that God has, the Father has. Verse 22, for the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Now, now what authority? Not only do I have the authority to give life, but I have the authority to judge and condemn. I decide who gets life. I decide who gets condemnation. For the people listening to him, it must have been, I'm talking about, it had to have been nails on the chalkboard. Like, how dare you? Who do you think you are? Uh, and then verse 23, if if you were standing in a group of Jewish people, especially religious leaders or devout religious people, verse 23 would have sent you into a murderous rage because he said the reason that he has the power the reason he has the authority to give life and the reason he has the authority to judge as the father judges is is verse 23 for you see the four because for no, 23, 23. oh sorry In order that is what I meant. 23, okay. That, so that, in order that, all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Can you imagine what he's saying right there? See what he's saying? I want you to worship me the same way you worship God. For someone hearing him, it would have been... Unless God opens their heart, unless God causes them, you know, gives them, you know, opens their heart to trust in Christ, this would have been, I mean, it was a death sentence, basically. I I mean, imagine people were getting up and walking out or else they would. No, no. In this day, if blasphemy was punishable by death. Yeah. I mean, they would grab you and kill you, you know. And how much more, so what I want you to see in this section, there are a lot of people that say that Jesus never claimed to be God. He's just a man. He's a prophet. He was a whatever. But how can, what what kind of creature could say, I want you to honor me in the same way that you honor God? If a mere creature would have said this, It would have been the greatest of all sins. In fact, isn't that what the devil was thrown from heaven for? Honor me rather than honoring the Father. Or in the same way that you honor the Father. Jesus here makes it plain. I am either God. I am the worst of all sinners and blasphemers. So Jesus was claiming not only the power of God, he was claiming the authority that that the Father has. When I say God, I mean the Father usually. Remember our Trinity lesson: God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So the Son here is claiming the authority of the Father. He's claiming the power of the Father. And he's saying you need to honor me as you honor the Father. Okay? So there was a discussion not too long. Ago, just here in, in church, two, two guys walked in and they said, we've been talking on the way here. And this guy says, we're not supposed to pray. Uh, we're not supposed to pray to Jesus. We're supposed to pray to the Father. And I said, well, he's wrong. Because Jesus said, you honor me. Same way you honor the Father. When Philip was stoned to death, he, he looked up and, and he spoke to Jesus. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. You know, And so you when you pray, you pray to the Father, you pray to the Son, you pray to the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you're praying to God. Okay? There's no jealousy like the Holy Spirit's like, why does he always pray the other guy? You know, there's no jealousy in God. There's no, no nothing like that. Each one is perfectly, you know, they love, they love, been in a love relationship with each other for all eternity and they're all like that. But it is proper and right to pray and worship to all three. When we worship God, we're worshiping a Trinity, a Trinitarian God. We're worshiping three, three persons in, in one God. You yep. understand? verily verily here's the here's the crux of the whole section we'll probably stop in verse 30 because we're running out of time it says verily verily this is truly truly amen amen is what it literally says but what it means is you best be listening i'm fixing to tell you something really important Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, talking about me now, he's not talking about the Father here, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, who is him that sent me? the Father. He hath everlasting life and he shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death to life. Notice what Jesus is saying. He's saying you want salvation. You want righteousness before God. You want all these things that he's talking about is what these people were seeking. They want righteousness with God. They want salvation. They want to be right with him and they thought we could do it by works. We could do it by ritual. We could do it by religion. We could do it by all these things and he said he that hears my words do you think he's saying deaf people are out? No. 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 What does he mean by here's my words? Huh? Huh? Yeah. He that believes my words. In, in the next chapter, we're gonna, he's going to come up to a bunch of unbelievers. He's going to say, the reason that you don't hear what I'm saying is because you're not of my father's sheep. And so, uh, he saw those that believe my words, those that hear and accept my words, <laughs> and believe in the one who sent me. Okay? Now, did these people that were listening to him, did they believe in God the Father? Yes. Yes. Why didn't he say believe in God the Father? Because they already did. They already did. Did they believe God the Father sent him as the Son? No. And so what he's saying is, listen, you bel- if you hear my words, if you trust my words, if you accept my words, and you believe in the Father who sent me, then you have everlasting life. I love the verb tenses right there. You have How many of y'all believe, how many of y'all have heard his word? Okay. How many of y'all believe in the one that sent, that sent him? Okay. Simple as that. That means, according to this passage, you have, not will have, not hoping for, not waiting for, you have everlasting life. You have it. It's right now. Right now within you, you have it. Your eternal life started when you trusted Christ, and it will continue. When you pass away from this life and you enter into the next life, you will still be who you are. You will still know the things that you know. You have eternal life right now. That means this is what Jesus meant when he said, those who believe in me will never die. You'll always be you. You won't be some ghost flying around in the cloud somewhere or anything like that. You'll be you forever. And I can prove that from, from different scriptures. But what he's saying is you have everlasting life. And it says, and you will not come into condemnation. Where am I at? 24. And he will not, that's future, will not come into condemnation. There will be no condemnation. But his past is actually a perfect tense, which means that it is a completed action in the past. It's done. It's not something that, uh, man, I hope it got done. It's a completed action. It's over. It's not ongoing. It's not, you know, key, if I can keep this moving, if I can keep it rolling, it's a completed action in the past with abiding results in the present. But it says you have passed from death to life. You are not dead anymore. You have passed from that To life. And he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. I love that. It's now, right now, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. How is that happening right now? Right? How are the dead hearing it and being raised? If you're not in Christ, you're dead. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Now, he's going to say it again here in a couple of verses talking about the last resurrection. But right here, he's talking about... He said that if you're lost, you're dead in your trespasses and sin, and God raises you to spiritual life. And sometimes the importance of that is is, is really... Um, it's uh, overlooked often because when we when we're dealing with our lost family members, with our lost friends, with our lost co-workers, it's easy to think, you know, I just can't understand why they won't get it. You know, I just can't understand why they can't. You know, but there was a time that somebody was saying that about me, you know. And there we can't expect, it's like if Dana was blind, I'd be like, Dana, I can't understand why you can't see this cup. I mean, it's right here, look, there's a cup. You see the cup? And Dana's like, I'm blind, I can't see nothing, <laughs> you know. And so, the dead man can't do anything. I mean, you can go into the... <laughs> You can go into you can go into uh, the graveyard, and you can tell people you can tell people all you want to. I need y'all to talk to me. I need y'all to do something. I need y'all to respond. I need y'all to whatever. And they're not gonna do nothing. They dead. They need to be brought to life. They need they need they need to be risen. And so. Uh, It says, when the dead are going to hear the voice of the Son of God, they that hear shall live. Now, here's 26 and 27. For as the Father has life in himself, how does the Father have life in himself? Because he is life. No one gave him life. No one, uh, his life never started. He has life in himself. He gives life. His father has life in himself. So hath he given to the son to have life in himself. Okay? And God hath given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Why would that matter? The Son of Man. We talked. The only reason I'm asking you is because we talked about it the other day. Why would God the Father give him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man? So he gets respected. Well, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But what does the Son of Man have? He's going to take on the torture and the torment. That's absolutely true too. That's absolutely true too. All those are true answers. Not what I'm looking for. No. The Son of Man. Remember what we said? I think it was two weeks ago in Daniel, Daniel chapter seven. Who is the Son of Man? Yes, that's true. He is Jesus. You uh, said, said, who is the son of man?" Jesus is referring to a well-known. Where is Daniel? Did they take it out of this Bible? Surely not. Jesus is referring to something that all these Jewish religious people knew about—the one they were waiting for. Uh, I'm gonna just read it to you, Daniel chapter seven. You can write it down. You can look it up later. Yeah. Verse 13, 13, 14, and 15, chapter 7. Daniel says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days, which is the Father, and they brought Him near before Him and there was given Him dominion, glory and a kingdom and all people, nations and languages should serve Him. His dominion is everlasting which shall not pass away and His kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. I am who you've been waiting for. I am the guy that y'all been talking about all this time. He said He's given me authority to judge... Because I am the Son of Man. And, of course, when he says that, uh, it's the same thing like when he was on trial uh, before all the Jewish leaders at the end of his, right before he got uh, crucified. And he said, and you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds and the glory of heaven. He was referring to the same thing. He was saying, I'm this guy. I am the one that you've been waiting on. I'm the one that has, has come from the Father. Verse 28 says, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in their graves shall hear his voice. He said, not only am I giving life right now to people who are dead, but there's going to come a day when everybody who's dead comes up out of the ground. They come and they hear his voice and it says, and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now, you see the two, there's two things he's holding together. He starts and ends with, I am obedient to my Father. I am doing my Father's will. I'm submissive to my Father. But the whole middle section is, I am God. You see how it holds the two together? Okay, so he's saying... (laughs) Jesus is the Jesus is the the one who gives life, and the one who judges, which means decides which way which way you end up. And it says, and the reason that is, in one of the verses we read is that so all men will honor the son as they honor the father. Can you honor the fathers? This is an important question now. So listen. Can you honor the Father without honoring the Son? No. Okay, so if I say, if I am a person who believes in God and says I love God and I serve God and all that, but I do not do the whole Jesus thing, am I serving the God of the universe? No. no. Not true. Yeah. And that's why even even uh, we're gonna see uh, a little later in John he's gonna say "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna say later on in John you're going we're gonna hear him <laughs> 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 <me his> Oh <sighs> uh, the holy <laughs> jokes The <laughs> holy what? <laughs> uh he's coming out there for y'all Later on in John, we're going to hear him say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and what? What's the rest of the verse? And no one comes to the Father except by me. Okay? Now, so here's the thing. Are the, the Muslims worshiping the same God we worship? No. Are the Hindus worshiping the same God we worship? Are the Jews worshiping the same God we worship? That's no. <laughs> The father, the father. I know, it, and that's going to be hard. It's an emotional issue. It's, if they, what? You like my hands like this? This is, this is my, I am right and I know it pose. We, uh, if they do not honor the son, they cannot get to the father they do not if they do not trust in the now can they be reconciled to the father yes. same way i was hey let me tell you what i walked around a lot of years thinking well yeah me and god I got our thing going on i know i believe in god i blah 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 but my, i hadn't given my life to the son hadn't trusted the son hadn't done all the son was i really talking to god when i was praying all those years no i was talking to a figment of my imagination i was talking to something that doesn't exist. Because the only way to the Father is through the Son. And if you don't honor the Son, then you're not honoring the Father. It's the same. The Father has given. He He said it right here. He said the Father has given him all authority to judge. He's given him all authority to give life and to raise the dead. Therefore, the one who does not go through the Son, you can't bypass the Son to get to the Father. Make sense? You with me? So what he's saying there is like, you can't, I have, you know, in working for an organization, you have a direct supervisor, and then you got the one over his head, and then the one over his head, and they don't like you to be jumping heads to go to the next deal, you know what I mean? You You cannot get to the Father without going through the Son. And the reason that is, is because it was the Son who gave you Access to the Father. Think of it this way. All right, let's do a demonstration. What time is it? We got time? Okay, we got... I need to go. But let's try this. Okay. All right. This music stand here is the Father. And the Father is perfect. Ooh, it's not coming apart though. The Father is perfect. He's holy. He's glorious. Anything that looks upon Him that is sinful will immediately be burned up. Remember in the Old Testament, it says no one can look in the face of God without dying because he's that holy. Moses, when Moses saw the back end of God, the, the backside, the just the, the trail of God, his face glowed for, you know, however long because God is that holy. And so if I roll up to God just all by myself, what's going to happen to me standing before a holy God as a sinner? Yeah, yeah, there's no hope. There's no, there's not even. Uh, not even just a tiny bit of hope. You cannot say. I mean, I meet people sometimes that say, "Well, you know, when I stand at the judgment, I'll just tell God what we you know what it was like. You know what what I thought. You know, he didn't do, he didn't he didn't really give me opportunity. No. When you stand before God, it's going to be like a little wax figurine standing before blast furnace. That's what it's going to be. It's like, it's like standing on the face of the sun is what it'll be like. I mean, there won't be no opportunity for nothing. When you stand before a holy God, the smallest little sin will condemn you and destroy you for eternity, right? So you can't come to God. For mortal man to come to God... Not in repentance. You can't come to God the Father and say, I'm sorry. You can't come to God the Father and do anything because He is so holy that His holiness would destroy you before you even got in the door, if that's even a good way to put it. It would destroy you because He's perfect and only perfection can be there in His presence. Okay? But here's the Son stands between us and the Father. Right? Now, what does the son do? The son took on human flesh like we are. He never sinned. But yet, he gave his perfect life. He is the only one on the planet who could ever actually, in flesh, come before the Father and live. Why? Because he's perfect. He never sinned. And so what he did was he gave his perfect life On a cross, paying the payment for our sins. So therefore, now, you know, I mean, you know the gospel. So therefore, if I am in Jesus Christ, I ain't going to get on my knees because I won't be able to get back up. But if I'm in Jesus Christ before the Father... I can stand before the Father and I can come in repentance. I can come with a broken and contrite spirit. I can come in those things because the Son, His righteousness has covered me. You see what I mean? Now, for a person who would say any other, any other viewpoint of God this way and say, You know what? I don't know about the whole Jesus thing. I don't know about the whole Son thing. Is there any way for them to go to the Father? Can they keep the law and go to the Father? Can they do religious rituals and righteousness? And get to the Father. Can they do anything? Can they... There, I I don't know no no other way to ask it. There's nothing that you can do, even if even if a person would say God spoke to me and told me this or that. There is no way to get to the Father that does not result in my eternal condemnation. That doesn't include the Son. See what I mean? Anything that I do, coming to the Father or trying to get to the Father, anything that I do will result in me being eternally condemned. The only thing that I can do is get behind the sun and say, I'm coming through the Son. If I go to the father through the Son, I'm perfect in him. See what I mean? Now you can imagine for a Jewish person, religious person brought up in the Torah, brought up in the law, brought up in all the sacrifices and all these things <laughs> for him, this was like, I never heard this before. I mean, this is, it'd be almost like, you know, if somebody walked up to you and say, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. My name's Curtis." He said, like, "Ah, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Jesus Christ." You'd be like, "Whoa! what? What? You're like, you crazy?" And they would have thought the same thing. And that's why, through the Word of Christ, through the Word of the Gospel preached, it's God, the Holy Spirit, that opens the heart and says, "You know, I trust. I trust in Him." And Jesus is going to give evidence. I I wanted to move on to chapter 6 where Jesus feeds the 5,000 and he has this big long discussion with them. But uh, we'll probably do the end of chapter probably do the end of chapter five next time because Jesus brings the evidence. He says, the father testifies to me. John testifies to me. The word testifies to me. My miracles testify to me. So Jesus is not just going to say, Hey guys, I'm God. See y'all. You know, he's going to give evidence to the, he's going to give the testimony to his gunship. So what I want to get across to you is the fact that this Jesus that we serve is not just, it's not just, hey, this prophet from Galilee who was rocking along and made ways with the... He claimed to be God. He claimed to be the one who has the power of judgment. He claimed to be the power to have the power, to be the one who has the power to give life and to take life away. So this was not a man walking around going, hey, I'm just a good teacher. I'm a prophet. This was a man who was claiming to be God himself. And he also made the distinction between the father and the son. Okay? Y'all with me? All right. So let's uh, let's pray and we'll go. Father, we love you. We come before you today thanking you, God, just, uh, um, just asking you to be with us, Lord, as we... Uh